Welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. Listen in and learn how to use new mind, body, and spirit wisdom and supportive tools to move beyond your fears, self-doubts, and limiting beliefs. Tanya is devoted to helping you heal pain, illness, and trauma so you can enjoy a healthy body and balanced lifestyle. You deserve to fully live your passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom. Hello and welcome to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life, an inspiring, empowering series where I'm connecting with some of the world's cutting edge, mind, body, spirit, healers, coaches, and leaders. We're coming together to share with you wisdom, tools, so that you can move beyond those fears and those self-doubts, those limiting beliefs that perhaps have been holding you back from having a vibrant body, from living that life of purpose and passion that your heart is really calling for. And I'm your host, Tanya Penny. And these days I'm calling myself a healing catalyst and a vibrant body and abundant life coach. And I'm here because I really am devoted to helping you to heal. Whether it's past trauma, which God knows everybody has some, um, also healing your body, helping you to have a peaceful mind and a balanced lifestyle so that you can step into your power. You can be the co-creator that you're here to be living that passionate, purposeful life with abundance and freedom. Today, I'm excited to share the wisdom of Joni Advent Maher with you. We're going to be diving into, gosh, a pretty needed topic this time of the year. And honestly, any time of the year you're listening to this is probably a good time. (laughs) But at this moment, we are getting ready to move into the holidays. Oh, yes. And we know that the holidays tend to trigger a lot of our stuff. And one of those being um, really being who you are, living your truth, Um, setting and keeping healthy boundaries, not just for yourself, but with others as well. So before I tell you a little bit about Joni, I just want to say that I'm, gosh, Joni came into my life. A couple of years ago, we were actually in a money program together, (laughs) and we were money buddies. And um, so we got to meet once or twice a month. Sometimes we got a little busy. It was once a month. And um, we really got to support each other, get to know each other. And I just love Joni, and um, I'm just really excited to share, share her heart, her wisdom with you guys today. So a little bit about Joni. She is a spiritual feminist and transformational coach who supports women in remembering their sacred nature and becoming inspired leaders in their lives, relationships, and the world. She is the founder of Revolutionary Heart. She works with wise, soulful women ready to create their vision, free their voice, stand in their value and increase their visibility. She provides spiritual mentorship for women ready to embody their feminine soul, follow the North Star of their deep inner wisdom, and partner with the great mystery to create meaningful and fulfilling lives. 
You can hear her podcast, Trust Your Sacred Feminine Flow, on iTunes. She is a sacred money archetype coach, woman speak circle leader, and creator of the Wise Women Success Circle. Whew. Welcome, Joni. <laughs> <laughs> Woo, I agree. <laughs> Woo, we had some time to talk. Oh, you're so welcome. I'm really, um, oh, it's just so funny. I just feel so much like giddiness today in the people mm-hmm. that I'm getting to, to spend time with and connect with. Um, yeah, it just feels like such a blessing. So thank you for being here. It's my great pleasure and delight. I, I have a big smile pasted across my face just <laughs> listening to you. Doing the whole introduction, your commitment and your devotion is so powerful and beautiful, and I'm just honored to be a guest and part of this journey with you. Oh, back at you, sister. Back at you, and thank thank you for Mm -hmm. um, yeah, thank you for acknowledgement. You know, this stuff, (laughs) whether it's whether it's uh, showing up sometimes for the podcast or. Just life, right? We were talking about before. It can really be, it can really be a feel like a bitch to like live your truth <laughs> and practice and practice, you know, oh, this this stuff that we're being called to do on this journey of of evolution and healing and and all of it. So, um, yeah, with that. <laughs> um, where do you want to? Like, I'm, I've been asking people, like, where do you want to start? Like. I know that we were talking a little bit about what it means to live your truth before we um, before we dived into recording our conversation. So, I guess where does your heart want to go with that to to start? Hmm. Well, as I'm as I'm just tuning into my heart and and seeing uh, what the wisdom is that wants to be expressed. Um, I, I guess one of the statements or, or where I would love to start is um, you mentioned that I am a, a woman speak circle leader and it's it's one of my passion projects and it, it really is a vehicle for women to free their voices. And the reason I bring it up is because uh, in the experience of uh, doing a woman speak circle, we each are practicing expressing our truth and expressing our wisdom. And one of the things that I have come to observe um, in being with these women is seeing the different flavor, as you might say, of brilliance or of wisdom or of truth that comes through each woman when she opens herself to that place uh, deep within her. And somehow it feels important to start there, like to, to say to you, the listener, that, you know, that there is a current of wisdom and truth that if you can dig or drill deep enough, or allow yourself to kind of drop deep enough that there there is just the most incredible brilliance 
that wants to express as you and through you. And it's part of what I was appreciating um, in your sharing, Tanya, is because I, I do feel like you have done the work on yourself to allow that ray, you know, that what I would call divine ray or sacred ray to be expressed, you know, to be expressed mm-hmm. in the world. And, mm. you know, we all have that possibility. You know, it's yeah. not that you are special or I am special. It's like we all have that capacity. I'm so glad you started there because I know a lot of people listening might be like, whether it's me or you or any of the other experts think, yeah, but you know, that's for them. I don't have something to offer or I don't have something. Mm -hmm. And here's the thing. Um, There was a reason we were all born different. (laughs) There was a reason (laughs) we were all right. That we don't look the same, that we don't sound the same, that we, you know, we were all brought into this world with unique gifts and talents. You say, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you use the word brilliance. I sometimes use the word light as well. We all have our own unique light. Mm-hmm. Um, and like we were talking about before, a lot of, for most everybody listening to this, I'm pretty damn sure. And most people mm-hmm. in the world to some degree, we started to hide or cover or stuff who we were um, because of things that happened in childhood. We, it's like we either we don't think we have it because it was hidden or we don't feel we might know we have something brilliant. We might know we have a gift or a talent, but we might be afraid to share it because of things that happened to us in childhood. We don't want to live our truth and some of us don't even know it because it started at such a, such a young age. Could you speak a little bit to that as well? Absolutely. Um, that has certainly been the truth in my own journey and with so many of the uh, women that I work with and even, you know, I have worked with men for a number of years as well where we and I I actually just finished an article about this whole idea of um, the importance of being seen and having kind of reflections, accurate reflections of who we are um, within our experience and, and how critical and vital that is. And Certainly in my own experience, that's not what I had in my formative years. You know, I did not have people who could see me and my gifts clearly. And in fact, my gifts were not encouraged or welcome. And so I did learn to hide them, you know, hide them and stuff them back at the back of the closet as far as they would go. And certainly for many of the folks that I work with, that is that is the case as well. Either, you know, it's an experience of really putting yourself out there in a bold and beautiful way as, as little children do and having some squashing influence, you know, whether it comes through rejection or judgment, parental or siblings or peers or um, teacher, you know, just kind of squelching 
that natural expression of light that then it's a shock. It's a, you know, it's a trauma. It's a little it is a trauma. trauma. Yes, that um, shuts us down in a way and has us covering, cover, you know, covering that light out of protection. Yeah, it's like, um, yeah, absolutely. I think that's one of the biggest things that, oh, man, I see it obviously in, in my line of work as well is, like we were talking about before, if somebody comes in through my door with a chronic illness, and I know your door, they may come in with money issues or, you know, business breakdown mm-hmm. or, you know, all the different ways they can come in. So, mm-hmm. you know, that, that, is a, that is a sign for you. For most people, it's a wake-up call, whether it's the, you know, mine was the MS diagnosis, yours was, you know, your areas of breakdown, and I have plenty more than just the illness. Um, <laughs> yeah. we, we're not, yeah. you know, but it, it's a wake up call. Um, it's a knocking at the door, letting us know you're not fully living your truth and, you know, in one or more areas of your life. And even some of my people, and I'm sure you experience this too, um, they don't even know what their truth is because such a young age, they, it just wasn't safe. Right. Either, like you said, they got teased, criticized, mm-hmm. maybe worse for some of like some of my people. It's worse, like abuse. And, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, when they when they tried to show their light, when they tried to show up and be who they were. So, like, how do we. I guess what I want to share with people first is how do you get to know what your truth is if you have all of this fear and conditioning that's been holding you back. Like, how did you get down? And I know many of us are still getting down to more layers of our truth, but how did you get to know what your truth was? Because you were hiding it, you know, from Mm -hmm. such a young age. Well, I I love that you brought up uh, the very real and challenging thing of those breakdowns, which um, I might call a, you know, a crisis or sometimes I call an initiation that, that really is bringing us to a deeper layer. And those, those crisis points are an opportunity to see uh, what is working and what is not working. And so in my own experience, um, some of it is as simple as, coming, you know, coming back to the body or coming back to my being and reflecting on how does it feel? Like, does this feel like it's giving me life or draining my life? Be it a belief, be it an idea. You know, if I think about going to that job one more day and I I feel like, you know, it's going to just suck the life out of me, that is information that is telling you something when you look at, you know, whether it's a partner or a habit you've gotten into habit of behavior. If I continue in this way, it's, it's going to kill me um, in a manner of speaking. And, you know, we have those undercurrent of thoughts or those visceral experiences that slowing down and pausing 
and allowing, you know, certainly journaling is a, a big tool that many of the folks that I work with use, but whether it's that or whether it's having a confidant or a safe person in your life that, that you can just speak what sometimes feels like the unspeakable, like, I don't really like this. You know, I'm not sure I should be in this marriage. Um, I hate this kind of work, even though, you know, I've been trained as a lawyer and everyone in my family is a lawyer. And, and I thought this was always <laughs> what I would be doing, you know, like to just say it out loud to one person or to start in your journal is a or even just to acknowledge it to yourself, right? Some of us, right. I love that. You know, I think that writing is powerful and I don't care what you call it. Some some of my clients hear the word journal and they like go into contortions because they have <laughs> a negative <laughs> connotation with that, you know. Um, but yeah, whatever you want to call it, jotting down notes. But yeah, I think that's right. really powerful to show up with yourself and at, like asking yourself those questions, right? Well, how do I feel today? What is it? How, if I do this thing, what? How? How does that feel to me? And the body never lies, right? You can almost viscerally, like you said, feel it in the body. <laughs> yeah. Right. I think I, I think that's other, so important. Mm -hmm. The other thing I would say that even comes maybe a step before is to recognize that it matters and that you matter and that your oh. truth matters. It matters. It's important. Sister, I think you just hit something like I just felt something like, oh, everyone needed to hear that because so many of us, when we were shut down, in whatever way we were shut down, mm -hmm. we took on the belief. We took on the belief that what we think, feel, all the parts of our truth, right, of who we are, it doesn't matter. It's not important. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. So I think right. it's a really might, important one. Yeah. Yeah. We might have come to believe that keeping the peace was more important than what mattered to us or that you know, maintaining the relationship was more important. And the fact of the matter is, is that it is so vital. What, what your truth is, is so vital to the whole, whether it's the whole of uh, your family or your relationship or the world. It's like the world needs us to know what our truth is because part of why we're so off in my opinion you know in terms of the larger world is so many people are disconnected from their truth uh yeah <laughs> i think you i think it's like i think we might have just solved the world's problem so i'm not i'm, I'm kidding but i'm not kidding like if everyone just showed up and was being their authentic self Yes. Like living their truth, which is love and light, and whatever version of that they're bringing to the world. Yeah. Like, yeah. what would the world look like? You know? Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, seriously, like, <laughs> I, 
I don't know if we're going to get there in that in this lifetime, but we're sure trying, right? We're we're here and we're trying. And and this is yeah. um, the other thing yeah. with what you were saying that um, I just want to take a piece of that and and add on to it and put it out there is, you know, your truth is like you said necessary number one to you because your health and happiness mm-hmm. dep- depends on it, right? Your health yeah. and happiness. And fully living your purpose, whatever whatever the hell it is, whether it's working at McDonald's and smiling at people while you're handing stuff out to them every day, um, whether it's showing up on a coaching call, whether it's pumping gas, like I don't care what your quote unquote job is. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's it's mm-hmm. it's like the, one of the biggest things is like nobody has to agree with your truth. Or give you permission to live it. I think that's the other thing I wanted to tack on. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. That's really right. And that big. goes back to that that people pleasing. And and as children, damn right, we most of us had to please our parents in order to get our needs met. Like, let's just be realistic, mm-hmm. right? Or even a semblance of our needs. <laughs> uh, even a thread. <laughs> Right. Survival. Yeah. It's about survival. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Survival. And but but here's the twist, right? Is now we are adults. We are not children. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So now we do have the power to live our truth. And if someone doesn't like it, we can tell them too bad. So sad. Like <laughs> you don't like it, go play with somebody else, right? Go find uh, I'm a rainbow sheep. Go find your you know, the white sheep over there, if you don't like it. Um. <laughs> yeah. Right? And, yes. And it can be a process. Oh, yes. You know, in, in terms of that um, really standing fully in your truth. Like you, you know, if you're not, if you're not ready, it's, I think in terms of being willing to hear our truth, we have to know that we can take the steps at our own pace as well, you know, because oh. sometimes we we don't want to hear our truth if we think it's going to take us into something we're not ready to handle yet. I, I mean, that's been the truth of what I have witnessed and experienced. So that I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up for sure, because. I think that's why some people don't want to know their truth is because they're afraid that when they know it, mm-hmm. they're going to have to act on it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, right. And that's, that's scary yeah. to think I'm going to have to jump ship, you know, like jump ship right now or, or take this big scary step right now. I know for right. myself, and then I'd love you to share a couple examples. I know for myself, you know, I'm just thinking back to the marriage that I, you know, did mm-hmm. leave. And mm-hmm. I knew, mm-hmm. I knew years before I left that I needed to leave, but it took me years to leave. Right. Yes. It's like needing to learn to swim and build the raft before you jump off the ship. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And gather all your tools and practice your skills. Right. And, um, yeah. <laughs> You know, build the courage, exactly. like whatever, whatever it is, right? Yes, exactly. Right, because some, 
and the thing is, is there are smaller ways that we can continue to live into our truth and step into our truth before we maybe, um, you know, take the step off the ship, going back to the metaphor. Um, yeah. So I, yeah, baby, I, am I not, mean, it, it looks different for yeah. everyone, right? Baby steps. Like I, I didn't just say I'm going to end my marriage. Like I went to, we went to counseling. We, you know, we did those, we did those other scary steps. And part of that was me speaking, you know, speaking up for the things I wasn't happy with, mm-hmm. um, you know, my truth. And I'm sure, you know, I'd love if you share an example that, you know, I know people love to hear personal stories, examples. Do you have a short one? Like, about something in your life? Yeah, I'm just trying to think about, oh, you know. Growing your business. Like, How about that one? <laughs> <laughs> My business, yeah. Right, that is true. Um, you know, I was feeling the yearning for a long time that this is not, this isn't the right form for me. I had worked for a number of years as a psychotherapist and and also as a spiritual teacher. And then I um, had a daughter late in life and dove headfirst into motherhood and all of that. But with that, I maintained my practice, but I knew it was not my my heart and soul's work. Um, And I I was not in a place where I could invest fully into my life's work and my heart's work. And and so I did kind of, I would say gestate for a long time, you know, which is another component. Like sometimes it is the gathering and the preparing of the skills. And sometimes like as we birth, a piece of what's true for us and for me, my business and my life's work came that way. Like I needed to gestate and, you know, from the external, it it looked like not a lot was going on. It was like that fallow time, so to speak, of, of the, the winter that we're heading into here in the Northern Hemisphere. And then, you know, and then there was a time where it was like, it's time to take action now, just like for you. I know when I remember your story about leaving your marriage where it's like today's, you know, now's the time and you feel mm-hmm. clear and you feel supported and you take action and it feels easy or it feels well effortless. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. 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 It feels I mean, not, right. Not, I think. Not, yeah. Not easy as in totally free of, um, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, no, no, it wasn't easy. I'm like, it wasn't easy, but, but it felt, it felt light. Back to the body again, right? It felt light. Yeah. It yeah. felt exactly. Yeah. That's what I mean when I say easy. There is this lightness of being, and this like you just jump off the diving board, and it, you know, it's like yes, now is the time. Hmm. Was my experience. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And even gosh. Oh, there's so many I just there's so many things like, oh man, that want to be said right now. <laughs> and it's like, oh, we could talk hours about this. We could talk hours about this. But I think the important yeah. thing, you know, for you guys listening, 
is that, you know, getting to know your truth and then, of course, live it, right? Express it into the world. Um, it takes time, right? It takes practice. It's a um, process, yeah. Yeah, it's a process. And I know for myself, you know, comparing myself to others was um, <laughs> one of the things that I had to kind of, <laughs> you know, let go of doing because um, I kept, in, we're conditioned in this too, right? That our truth is supposed to fit in a box and, and look like other people's. <laughs> So we kind of oh, get caught up yeah. in that that comparison shit too. I just oh uh, right that that <laughs> will torpedo your process quickly when yeah that certainly has been my experience when when I get into comparison mode, particularly when you're um, in mid process and you're comparing to someone who who maybe is coming to some closure or that pretty package, you know, after some version of finding a piece of their truth, like when comparing my internally to your external, when you're in a different phase of the journey is, is deadly. <laughs> it's just deadly. Uh, yeah. It'll, it's a, it's a, it's a true, like, it, it can mean death for your truth if you start to do yeah. that because, um, yeah. yeah, it's just, so this, I just wanted to add that because that's been coming in again for me a little bit, the comparison thing. Um, mm. Yeah. So, so why is it, my next question to you is we've been talking a lot about knowing our truth, living our truth. Like why mm -hmm. is setting and keeping healthy boundaries with yourself always first, and then others important and connected to living your truth. Like, what's your take on that? Mm -hmm. So my take on that is that we all need the space, meaning the psychic space, the emotional space, the, the intellectual space, the physical space, to both come, come home to ourselves or be ourselves and, and that we, we cannot do that when we are overrun or um, permeated with someone else's truth or belief or idea of who we are, what we're supposed to be doing. It, it, it's, I have this vision uh, as I say this of, you know, really just like pushing out with the hands and literally clearing out a, a little space, you know, and as you're listening, even if you imagine like how much space do you need in this very moment, if you could just imagine that you could create, you know, like this field of space around you that was just for you to fill and explore and be in. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I think like everyone listening, hello, you probably needed to hear that because if you're like most people that me and, and Joni work with, um, yes, and a lot of people just on the planet, right, is Ugh. space, time, 
for ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, especially, I know men deal with it too, but especially women, Mm -hmm. like it's seen as selfish, right? It's selfish to, to not meet everyone else's needs first. Yeah. And, and take that time and space because I, as you're saying, you know, how much space Mm -hmm. do you need? Like I'm, I'm actually feeling a, you know, like, yeah, like physical space. And then I'm also getting mm-hmm. like, oh, you need time in that space, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and so many people are like, but Tanya, I'm so busy. You don't understand. And I'm like, listen here. This is one of the reasons why you are sick. <laughs> you have mm-hmm. not been taking, you know, you can't really live your truth and even know what it is so you can live it if you don't take the time Mm-hmm. to do the things that are that are going to um help you to know it and then express it, right? Yes. Yes. And it can begin with um just turning off like on your daily drive, if you have a daily drive, turning off the radio or you know, just having some some silence with yourself. Yeah. I, I I think is important. And the other piece that I uh, recommend and suggest is is having a literal space. And even if it's uh, a corner <laughs> of a room or, um, you know, a space somewhere that is a literal a space that you can, right, a closet, a place that you can call your own Um like that is a that is a way to start or or even um you know I have a, a dear friend who is in a blended family and you know has stepkids and and right now uh for a while she was working on just having her her bedside stand <laughs> be sacred space just for her you know she had a little put a little altar on there and it's like no you cannot put your things on my sacred space <laughs> So, I like you it. Know, it, might, it might be a drawer, right? It could be a, a right. nightstand, a drawer, yeah. like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I also have a teacher who, uh, who I love, who had two adopted children and and, and one uh, birth child. And her thing was, she had a bowl and a cup that were just hers that no one else could use. Period. And that was big. I, I wow. mean, she did other things as well, but in her family, like everyone knew, you respect this boundary. Very powerful. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I hadn't thought about like those ways and, and those things before. You know, that's, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I am one of those people. I am an only child, right? So, <laughs> and I don't have children. <laughs> You know, I have a sweetie that I live with, so, but we have a lot of, you know, like no one's, I have my own office, like, you know, like I have a lot of physical space. Um, So yeah, just having that physical space for so many people, especially if you've got children and, you know, they kind of leak into all all, all the the space (laughs) from what I hear from my clients. Yes, they do. Um, and yeah. And physically for years, you know, if you're 
if you're a mother or if you've breastfed or anything like that, like physically for years, it can feel like your own body is not even your own because the children just, you know, kind of come to it and, and see it as an extension of themselves or theirs for the taking, so to speak. And, you know, and <laughs> hang on partners it. Can, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes <laughs> partners can feel that way. So, yeah, just having like this is my this is my body. This is my space. Having that boundary is so critical, you know, just to be able yeah, to and breathe I, and connect with yourself. I think that self-connection, I don't, yeah, I don't think we can know who we really are or, and then of course live it if we don't set those boundaries of even, yeah, space like you're talking, time, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, even if it's mm -hmm. 15 minutes a day, Right. Of, yeah. of being in your quote unquote space or getting outside and having mm -hmm. time alone. I know for mm -hmm. a lot of the people I work mm -hmm. with, they find it really hard in their house sometimes to have quiet space mm -hmm. so that they, they can yeah. think. Um, so, you know, you guys just getting outside and going for a walk and mm -hmm. connecting with yourself that way, I think is a good, it's a really good and, um, maybe simple way of, of getting some space and, and time mm -hmm. to yourself as well so that you can just think, you know, and I, I just want to add one other thing on the boundaries too is I didn't, I didn't hear this before, but recently it, it came in and I don't, I listened to so many people. I don't know who it was, but she talked about um, boundaries. I know it was a woman that a boundary mm -hmm. can look like you just expressing your emotions and asking that somebody listen, mm -hmm. which I know that that for a lot of us, it's scary to express how you feel. It's, it's scary to express your emotions or your thoughts again, because of past conditioning and experiences, but it's like, Oh wow, that's even a boundary in a relationship. Hey, mm -hmm. like if you're going to mm -hmm. be in a relationship with me, I need you to listen to the way I feel. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Right, because again, it matters. You matter. Your feelings matter, and they do tell us what the truth is when we allow yeah. them to be surfacing and emerging. Yeah, I think the, the biggest, mm -hmm. you know, whether it's your emotions or the feelings in your body, right, symptoms, whatever you want to call them, Definitely mm -hmm. our, you know, our internal messengers letting us know if we're on, on track with our truth or not. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I know that we've already given lots of little tips and tools, and I thank you so much for, gosh, some of those I had never even considered. Um, but I know you also have another gift for us, standing mm -hmm. in your, oh, gosh, I want to say this word right, sovereignty. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about what that, what standing in your sovereignty, what it, what it is, and what it includes, and yeah, tell us a little mm. bit about it. Well, I, I want to say first, the I. Oh my goodness. Can you hear me? I can. Um, <laughs> sorry. Somebody was calling in. Um, so 
just they wanted to join us. For, <laughs> they did. They did. Uh, the idea of sovereignty, you know, really is this idea of being uh, the queen or the ruler of our own life in our own domain. You know, and I, I like to think about that idea of um, having our kingdom or our dominion that we are the queen of. And, and that can be as simple as our, our own life, which is not simple at all, or it can be, you know, a, a large, um, business or a, a large undertaking or, or whatever it is. And, and for me, the foundation of standing in our sovereignty, standing in that place really comes back to our sacred nature. Um, and what I started with at the very beginning, which is the innate brilliance and what I would say as your most essential identity of who you are, you know, as a being of light. And so this gift is a, it's a three-part uh, series that comes to your inbox that provides first a foundation in who you are ultimately and then helps you explore from that place what it is that you know. Because as I said, we all have that source of wisdom and that piece of truth that, that when we drill deep enough, we can access. And in living in sovereignty, knowing who we are, knowing what we know, and then taking action in our lives from that place is critical. And so this gift is really a process of taking you through those steps. And you can use them again and again as needed to inform your action and, you know, inform your choices. So that is what I'm delighted to share with you today. Oh, wow, sister. That sounds amazing. Um, I'm going to... Mm. I'm going to sign up for it, but first let me tell everyone else how they can. <laughs> um, so, so you guys, um, those of you who are listening via my website, uh, the webpage where all of these lovely and inspiring masterpieces of conversation live, um, you can find the gift link for standing in your sovereignty right below the audio player. Um, for mm -hmm. this conversation, for this interview. And those, those of you who are on iTunes or Podbean or God knows all the other platforms that are out there now, um, all you need to do is go to tanyapenny.com and in the toolbar, there's going to be a podcast link. So just click on that and then you can come over and find um, Joni and my interview. You can find the Standing in Your Sovereignty gift right below that, the link. And then um, also make sure, if you haven't yet, to, to receive my gift, which is the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Starter Kit. And it is the 10 keys mm -hmm. blueprint that I found for myself I needed in order to heal not only chronic illness, but past trauma and abuse, and really to have 
abundance in all areas of my life. And there's a blueprint guide, an audio lesson, and then my secret tool, a guided therapeutic meditation practice. So make sure you grab that as well. So, Joni, I know that our time has um, neared to the end. And just is there any little nugget, um, any little piece of wisdom or saying or just something you really feel guided to, to share as we are as we are ending our really deep, beautiful conversation? Hmm. Well, I felt called to share just this brief little tool that um, I have used both with my clients and with others before. And it's just a simple statement of I prefer and inviting your listeners to spend a day or a lifetime practicing uh, tuning in and listening to what they prefer and then saying that. And it can be as simple as saying to the checkout counter, I prefer the paper instead of the plastic bag or, you know, to your loved one, I would prefer that we have Mexican tonight instead of going to the sub shop or, or whatever it is. So that, that's what came through. Oh, I like that. It's a really, and it, it's a really, it almost feels like a very gentle way mm-hmm. of saying, you know, you're not like demanding something. It's like, you know what? I would prefer this. Mm-hmm. It sounds really like firm, but gentle almost. I really like that. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yes. It's a, a nice sovereignty practice, I would say. I'm going, I, I'm going to put that into my toolbox. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to use that too because sometimes I can be a little Yay. strong in stating what I want <laughs> you know some of us you know when we weren't living our truth and expressing it for so long we can do that pendulum thing right where we go to the we swing to the other side and we're like Rah! and um, yeah so this is, <laughs> feels like a good uh, a good middle ground um, and uh, living, living and speaking and expressing your truth. So, mm. oh, Joni, thanks so much for joining me today. It's been a real pleasure. Yes, my pleasure as well, Tanya. Thank you for having me. Hmm. Oh, you guys, and thank you everyone for joining us today for the Vibrant Body and Abundant Life podcast, event, whatever you want to call it, conversation. Um, And my little nugget is just uh, remember progress, not perfection. You know, Mm. first of all, awareness is key, right, to changing anything. And acceptance, not beating yourself up for what you become aware of. And then really just taking those small actions or small baby steps um, towards Mm. the direction of your your desires, right, so that you can heal and, um, and have everything you're really meant to have in this life. So... Thank you, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. And definitely join us in the future for some really awesome leaders, coaches, and mind, body, spirit people out there. Um, there's so many of us here to, to shine our light, to share our gifts, to fly our freak flag, whatever <laughs> you want to call it. So, um, so with that, Um, I hope you have a beautiful day and a beautiful week and uh, happy holidays if you're listening during the holidays. Bye. 
Thanks for listening to Vibrant Body and Abundant Life with Tanya Penny. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend and be sure to leave us a favorable review at iTunes. And remember to visit tanyapenny.com to receive all of your favorite free expert gifts, including Tanya's virtual workshop, The Vibrant Body and Abundant Life Blueprint.